Greetings guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Talking Hobbit with Yaz and Friend. I'm your host Mr. Yaz Mathihan and join me again for the first time and the second time, uh, Evan Jordan. How are you Evan? I'm good, I'm good Yaz, thanks for having me back on. I enjoyed it last time. I'm oh, excited. Yes, me too. In fact, I know I've, I had the other guests but I'll say it again. Uh, you, are actually, you were actually my favorite of all the guests I had. Well thank you, I appreciate that. I had a good time doing it man, I like talking about movies. Yes. All right, so before we begin, so now, originally, uh, Evan and I, we were going to, we were going to talk about Joker, one of us, but unfortunately, none of us actually was able to see the film. So we we might talk about maybe our next episode, or we might do a spoiler-filled review. This is actually for anyone who has, who's tuning in, thinking that we might be talking about Joker. Yeah, I would like to do that. I'd like to see it sometime in the next couple of days and do a, do a, like a spoiler cast kind oh. of for it. All right, so... Okay, so now before we talk about this, let's talk about what we have seen. Now, I'll begin first. Uh, I saw like a Mindhunter season two. Now, the first one was also a show as well. I like David Fincher, you know, he's directed and executive produced the show. It's actually one thing I liked about it was because it showed you like how the FBI created like, so they created like, you know, we need, there are circles and to show you how the, the, the FBI profiles, how they created them. Now this season, it's it's like it, it's a continuation. Like it, you see like the behavior unit and the guys back and and it focused a lot on that. If a lot of people don't remember the Atlanta the Atlanta child murders that happened in the, I think it, it between the seventy and the eighties. I don't remember that that happening, but that sounds like an interesting premise for it for the show. You see, and also this that this season, people might hear, but the one mentioned, like you heard the news that the actor who played Charles Manson and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he's also playing him in this show. I should tell you guys, uh, he's only in it for one episode. For anyone who's thinking we might get see more Charles Manson. Yeah, I, I saw an interview with him where he was doing a. He was talking to somebody about. They asked him like how he's playing Charles Manson in two things, and, and that, and would he do it in something else? And he said that this was the. Ex- of his Charles Man- like he didn't want to get typecast as playing Charles Manson so he he wasn't going to do it anymore after this yeah I'm familiar with the actor I saw him in a TV show called on Stars the miniseries called Flesh and Blood I don't know if you heard about it Flesh and Blood I've heard about that show but I've never watched it it's about a ballerina who goes to New York and she starts to be like the, one of the stars okay it's, I think it's only 8 episodes and it's actually from the creator of the show it's actually the female writer from Breaking Bad, and uh, she wrote, um, she's she's the most prophetic female writer for Breaking Bad. She wrote the episode uh, Ozymandias, which she won an Emmy, I think, for. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I remember that. I love Breaking Bad, one of my favorite uh, series, and I'm excited for El Camino. That's yeah. that's uh like a week away now. You know, we should do this one also a spoiler review if you had the time. Yeah, yeah, it's kind I'm of fun. I'm doing an in review for it. Did you saw they announced it? Yeah, for, for Breaking Bad. Yeah. I think it's going to be Gia and Cool Greg and I think, I don't know if it's, I don't know if Andy or Barrett, one of them. Because they announced oh, Barrett for sure. Barrett loves Breaking Bad. Uh, I bet he's doing it. Andy, I think, because I know Gia's going to be in it and Cool Greg. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I didn't know, they were, I didn't know that Gia and Cool Greg were going to be in it. I knew they were doing it. Uh, 
Alright, so this is actually what I saw. Um, oh, so I forgot to give. So basically, this season I actually I liked it a lot, and I like the the first season. You see them, they're setting up like this. You see, like you know, there was a guy like you see him with glasses, like in the first season, like he's like they're setting up like a serial killer. You see him more in this season, like yeah. they're setting him, and you find out who this killer is. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay, so that that was some foreshadowing. Yes, uh, he's actually. I don't know if I say who he is or people might think it's a spoiler because that happened in real life. Well, I mean, if it happened in real life. It's the BTK killer, if you heard about him. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting that the BTK killer is in it. I've, I've, I've watched some stuff about the BTK killer before. Yeah. And also, you get to see some... They also, the thing I was... This isn't because they brought, like, like, you see, like, I think two maybe familiar serial killers, like... Charles Manson and Son of Sam, you see them in this show. Oh, that's cool. I see. And I like uh, I like stuff about about you know classic serial killers like that. Different different shows and, and documentaries. I've watched a lot of that stuff, and I always like it. So I'm excited for season two. Yeah, like I said, the first episode you see them like the big like normal like they start talking like like you see them they talk to serial killers, and then it starts to focus on the Atlanta like murders. Where that, like I right. said, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the Atlanta murders, it's happened between like, I think the end of 70s and, and then going to the 80s, where 29, if I'm not mistaken, boys, mostly I think African, I think all of them were African Americans. They were kidnapped and murdered. They arrested, oh, man. Yes, they arrested a guy and they charged him for only, only for the two murders, but some people think that maybe he did not do the, mur- the rest of the murders. They're still now, I think, investigating it. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So they never they never figured it out. Uh, they only prosecuted that guy for two of the murders, but they believe that there might have been more because they want to prosecute him for the other also murders. Right. Because, and because from what I'm what I'm seeing, it sounds like maybe that guy he did not did all the crimes because they believe that there had been maybe more more than one killer. Right. right. And there probably was. Uh, yeah. And also, like, I read somewhere, like, David Fincher said that their plan is to do maybe at least five seasons and with the history of Netflix canceling shows with after three seasons, I hope they keep it. Maybe they will. Yes. Yeah, because uh, Netflix does do that, don't they, after three seasons, usually. But they did. I mean, the most, the biggest one that caused a lot of backlash, I think, was, I, I forgot the show's name, uh, One Day at a Time, was it called? Uh, yeah, I think so. I it, think so. It discussed a lot of backlash, and then it, now it's moved to pop. So what about, like, Stranger Things just had season three? Are they doing a four of it? They announced it. We'll talk about yeah, okay. this one, then so they it's mistaken. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so that was it for what I saw. And Emma, you said you also watched um, two two things, uh, if I'm not mistaken, three if you counted the movie. Can you talk about them? Yeah, I um so I watched uh, Creep Show. I had mentioned Creep Show last week, uh-huh. and uh, I, and they like I said they're doing it one week at a time. You know, they're releasing one episode per week, and uh, so they released the second like one. Hulu? Yeah, yeah, Shutter is di- well now. It's different because like they had another show called Nosferatu that they did, and they released it all at one time. So oh. it's just I guess it depends. Week at a time, yeah, it just depends. Uh, I like the week at a time thing though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's definitely more more of what I was talking about last week. It's 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 the the weird 
you know, bizarre stuff, just like Creep, Creep Show always has been. So this one, uh, the first short story is centered around some some soldiers in World War II, uh-huh. and a wolf man is the is this is the center of the story. I won't say any more than that, but that's uh, this reminds that's me what the first story of Love, Death, and Robot. If you remember. Ah uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah, the one in Afghanistan with the dog soldiers, something like that. They were called. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Uh, and then the second uh, bit in the, the second short in in this week's episode is it actually has DJ Qualls in it from uh, the new guy. And uh, what else has he been? He was he played a small part in Breaking Bad. He's a he's a comedy actor, DJ Qualls. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's a funny guy. He's been he he never like the new guy is one of his big starring roles, but I don't think he he kind of is he does a lot of side stuff. But in Breaking Bad, he was like a detective, like on the he he's the guy who sat on the bench and caught uh, one of the dealers that they had. I forget their names. Oh yes, I I saw him. He was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I can't believe I'm thinking of this move because I saw him in this move. It's called the core. He was, I think, the guy who wasn't the the IT guy. Yeah, probably. That sounds like a part he would play. He plays a lot of like side kind of parts. Like the core is the but, movie uh, where Aaron, I, I think, Eckhart and Hilary Swank, where they traveled to the Earth core, like to 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 reactivate it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's the star of this of this short, and so he. Oh, oh, he was in Fargo. I remembered he was an episode of Fargo. Yeah, yeah, he was in Fargo as well. I forgot about that, but yeah, he does a lot of side side stuff and appearances on things. Uh, but this one, he's the he's like the central character in it, and so he's a kind of a weird guy who's like he's divorced and and had two kids with his previous wife and. He, fi- he collects, like, he walks around and he finds things on the ground, like things people have dropped or things people, like, have thrown away or just random items. And he, like, brings them home and, like, researches them and grows these weird attachments to them. Well, he finds this finger on the sidewalk. And the name of this short is The Finger. And so he finds this finger on the sidewalk. He brings it home and it's this weird-looking finger, like it's off of some kind of creature almost or, like, some kind of zombie finger. And so, like, he brings it home, he puts it in a butter dish, he puts it in his fridge. Well, the next day, it's, like, grown into a, a full hand. Like, every day, it's growing more and more. And I, and I won't I won't go any further than that with it, because I don't want to spoil it for people who are watching the, who want to watch the show. But so it's, it goes like in a, the in a weird direction. The of the hand from Adam's family? <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> but, uh... It, it it gets wild. It grows into a, a crazy thing, and then it's it's really one of those shows that like it keeps you guessing. You never know. Like so far, yeah, there's not been a single short in any of the either of the two episodes that I predicted how it was going to go. You know, they're doing a good job of of keeping it weird and keeping it you know taking it in directions you wouldn't expect it to. Uh huh. And also, do you know what's the and start? I want to see if they do like like something like creep show goosebumps. Yeah, see, I think something something honestly, just like what they're doing with creep show, could work for goosebumps. Yeah, because I think yeah. I think Sony now I think maybe have the right because they did the film and the last one I think didn't do well at the box office. Uh, 
you competitive. Yeah, the or... first one did fairly well, I think. Yes. But the I never saw the second one. I saw second the first one. Second one because also they brought in a new cast and didn't put a lot of the original because they were talking that maybe Jack Black might come back, but he did not come back. And they brought in a new director, a new writer. Ah, uh, okay. So it was one of those kind of things. Yeah, because the director went and did Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, I love Detective Pikachu. That was cool. Huh. It's still available on iTunes. Maybe I should rent it. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. I thought it was well done. Um, I also watched uh, last night. I watched uh, so they a movie called Black Christmas. They announced a a, a Blumhouse remake. Uh, recently and put out a trailer for it and I had only previously seen uh, the first remake that they made which was in let me look up when that was six they did a remake a remake with Michelle Trackenberg and Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead yeah I forgot Um, she did two horror films Mary Elizabeth Winstead yeah yeah she did and uh and, but now the the original had Margot Kidder and uh, Olivia Hussey, and it's from 1974. Uh, and that's the one I watched last night. And I and I honestly I liked it even more than the than the 2006 remake. Uh, and I and I I love old horror movies and horror stuff in general. I'm really into horror. Pete Cassidy was shows. in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of of uh, classic, you know, bigger bigger actresses who were in it uh-huh. uh, but I really enjoyed it I liked it even more than the 2006 remake and I and I hope that this 2019 remake doesn't uh, like it's taken it in a little bit of a different direction so I, I hope it's at least tied into the original somehow and and they keep because it seems like so the whole uh, thing in the in the if you watch the trailer for the for the new black Christmas they kind of they show this. They give you glimpses of this cult that exists within within the university, mm-hmm. and you never see any. You never see any of that in the in the original uh, nineteen seventy four version or in the two thousand six version. So that seems like something that's new. So I'm wondering if that's how they're going to tie it in, or I'm interested to see. But I, I I liked the original the best. I think of all of them, it was really well done. And if you like old horror movies, go check it out. It's on Shutter as well. Okay. Oh, do you know who directed the original Black, Black Christmas? Because I heard of someone... To make yeah, it. Bob Clark was the original. And he directed what? Uh, what else did he direct? He directed, uh, like, A Christmas Story. Yes, that's what I was uh, about to bring. <laughs> Porky's. Uh, yeah, he did a lot of... Bob Clark did a lot of classic uh, comedy stuff. But he directed this, this Black Christmas, which actually predates uh, Halloween. You know, Halloween's given a lot of credit for for what you know starting the slasher genre, but and it did it amplified it. It brought the slasher genre to the mainstream. But you know, there were definitely pioneers in the slasher genre. I feel like, but even before John Carpenter with Halloween, I think Black Christmas is one of them. It's really well done. B- but it's interesting B- that that B- Bob B- Clark B- did genius it. geniuses. Yeah, B- geniuses as well. <laughs> Who would have thought that the guy who made Christmas Star would end up doing Baby Geniuses? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he did did some other more serious movies and and scarier movies before he did Porky's was his his kind of foray into comedy. 
He did Porky's and he did Porky's too, and then he did a Christmas story. A movie I think that cannot be made in this with this current climate. What's that? Porky's? Yes. Yeah, definitely not. A movie like that I don't think could get made now. <laughs> it's a classic though. It's hilarious. Sorry, just I'm reading his list of it. Sometimes I can't believe he made these films. Yeah, he's an interesting director. He's got an interesting list of. Uh, he's got he's got interesting credits. <laughs> it reminds me of Robert Wise. I don't know if you remember him. I think that's his name. He did, you know. He did, you know, West Side Story, The Sound of Music, and he also did the first uh, Star Trek film. Oh really? Is uh, Robert Wise? Okay. Okay, yeah, and see, I'm not familiar. I didn't know. I've seen all those movies you just named off, but I didn't know that he directed. Oh, he also them. did the hunting. It's like the original, like movie, the first adaptation of the Hunting of Hill House. He also did it, the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He edited Season King, and I'm just reading his list. Bob Clark. No, no, uh, no Robert Wise. Robert Wise. Okay. I think I should go back. You know to. Uh, our show so this so this is what you saw right black christmas and creep show yeah black christmas and creep show i did a lot of i played a lot of games this week with shadow keep coming out and stuff for destiny but well, i didn't okay. watch as much well i can see that playing lots of shack if you're making i think fran happy now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> exactly <laughs> just as long as you don't play it till 24 hours like him you could come to a show sleepy yeah, or don't come at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so that's it for our you know, thoughts on what we have seen today. Like, um, I would recommend people if you actually if you like the film into true crimes and you like the first season of Manhunter to check it out. And would you recommend people to see Creepshow and Black Christmas? Yeah, absolutely. If you if you like uh, now, Creepshow is bizarre. So be be prepared. Be in the mindset for some bizarre stuff because it's and it always has been right, even the original. But uh, I think if you like horror stuff, definitely check out Creepshow. And and if you like classic horror, classic slasher movies, and appreciate kind of the the history of of, uh, of stuff like that, check out Black Christmas. I think you'll like it. All right. So okay, so that was it now for our thoughts for what we have shown movies and TV show. Now we're about to begin the news now. This week I didn't know what the, to be like the main topic, but I made this one like the the like the big you know, news. Um, I'm glad you did because I'm excited for this now. I did not know about this. Yes, so this if you guys remember, uh, they, when they bought Fox, they also acquired the rights to you know Home Alone, and now Bob Iger did announce it like a few months ago in August that they're they're planning on one of the projects they're developing for Disney Plus is actually the Home Alone reboot. And there were some talk people was like they were not happy, but so maybe they're not moving forward. And now apparently they are moving forward because they brought in a director and a screenwriter. So the director they have brought in is called, his name is Dan Mazer, and if people might not know him, he's a collaborator with Sasha Baron Cohen. He wrote Borat and Bruno, and he was the executive producer on The Dictator. And he also served like on his uh, Showtime series as a writer and director, who is America. And for outside, he also directed uh, Dirty Grandpa, and I give it a year. And he also wrote uh, Office Christmas Party and Bridget Jones Baby. And as for the screenwriters, they have hired Saturday Night Live screenwriters Mickey Day and Streeter uh, Seidel to write the script. 
and f- it looks like uh, from what they're hearing is that the story is going to be like a married couple who actually go to war, you know, with a boy who actually stole something from them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a tw- it's a little it's kind of a twist. It's different than yeah. uh, the, than the original, yeah. which I think is neat that they're they're taking it their own direction, not trying to just carbon copy the original. Yeah, because there was the event. There was also like you know when they announced that they were they were making uh, Home Alone, but there was rumors that it might actually be Melissa McCarthy she might be playing the wife. But this but they say that it's, it's not official. Like but they believe that she somewhere no. In the Collider article, they're saying that you. Her and Will Ferrell might be the right fit for the film as the couple. I, I think that would be excellent. I think that'd be a great pairing of people, and I think if done right, this would, could be really good, especially if they get those two. That's interesting. And with with Dan Mazur attached, and I mean, you've got Saturday Night Live writers that are co-writing the script. I mean, I, it sounds promising to me. Well, Disney are already now working with them in another project. We'll talk about it later with the, these two writers. And also another thing, I don't know if you saw it, like when they first announced that like, they're that they're planning on rebooting Home Alone, did you saw the photo of what Macaulay Culkin responds on Twitter? Oh, I didn't see it. What did he say? Uh, it's a photo of like what Kevin would look like for the Home Alone reboot. He's, it's a photo. <laughs> I don't know if I can. It's oh man, that's funny. I'll have to check that out. Yes, no, I'll show it to you. Maybe follow, later. I follow Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter, so I don't know how I'm, I just missed it. I follow a lot of people. Yeah. And apparently, I don't know if you saw, like, an episode of The Internet Explorer. He's dating the actress on Brenda Song from Sweet Life of Zack and Landa Tempton from Zack and Code, Sweet Life. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, like, Tim actually, I think, if you saw the episode, he figured out, like, what? These two are t- dating? That's insane. I, don't I can't know, believe. Well, because I don't know how old this article. I don't know if it's because, you know, like some some maybe they try to keep because some actors like they want to keep their uh, private, their, right. their private. But I don't know if They're this private. is actually true because, because sometimes you know, photographers they would take photos and they would say, oh, maybe these two are dating, but, but and if they're if they're dating, good for them. Yeah, yeah, good for them. I mean, that's it's they're happy. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. All right. Alright, so next we got uh, the news that they just announced that Walt, I mean, Walt Disney has announced that the animation department is working with uh, four filmmakers. We got uh, Blind Spiding director Carlos Lopez Estrada and Unlovable director Susie Yunisi. And they also announced that two Disney veterans, uh, Juicy Trinidad and Mark Smith, are also making a movie. And, and apparently all these are. Uh, for projects that they're developing with these directors are going to be theatrically released. Okay, I'm interested to see what they uh, what they come up with. Yeah, and they're bringing like diversity also to their animation department because that was like if you remember John Lester when the report that like, there wasn't like lots of diversity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think Pixar and, and Disney as as a whole has always been really good at at uh, diversity and especially Pixar like Pixar's movie I mean she got stuff like Coco and all that and the short film uh, Incredibles I want to say it was called like Bao or something like that and it was the it was the Asian uh, the Asian short film uh-huh. about the dumpling and also and, Moana uh, the Samoan culture yeah and, Mo- and Moana yeah exactly they've done a lot of stuff I think that's really show, you know shows and expresses different cultures and I think that's great Okay, and also like this in the article, like I want to remind people. This also they announced like the that was the move they announced on. The, I think a lot of people were talking about at uh, D twenty three, Ryan the Last Dragon. 
Oh yeah. That was also With a movie. Aquafina. I think a lot of people are excited for. It has Aquafina yeah. in it as the voice of the dragon, it's written by Crazy Rich Asian writer Adele Lim. Yeah, I, I've I've had followed Aquafina, but she actually did a video of Jack Black on his YouTube not long ago, and I think she's a talented voice actor though. Uh-huh. I'm excited to see. She's already now. She's going to be now in everything. Crazy Rich yeah. Asian too. She has a TV show now. She's developing Comedy Central and what else? Is Jumanji too? Is going to be in it. Jumanji the next yep. level and Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a busy woman right now. Mm-hmm. All right, so next also we got the news that a legendary are working with Ryan Coogler on to adapt a comic book series, uh, Bitter Root. Now Ryan Coogler won't, won't for what I'm reading, he's only gonna produce the film. And uh, this film, the, the comic book is Bitter Root. is a about like set in 1924 Harlem, which focuses on a family of yeah. monster hunters. And this genre and painting, they actually they actually. I don't think they were slain. They were actually they were curing them the monsters and saving them, but now it looks like there's gonna be friction in the family. It's like some of them wants to you know to save them, some of them wants to kill them. So now because from yeah, I'm reading the family have to to get their stuff together in order to to you know, to save the world from invasion. Right, right. Yeah, I, I actually had have have read a couple of these comics before. Oh, you uh, did. Can you yeah, think of an image thought about it? Yeah, I liked it. I love. I, I'm a sucker for like since I'm a graphic designer. Like I enjoy the art most. You know, in comics, I love the different. And, th- and this comic always had a cool art style, and I thought the way it depicted the uh, the Harlem Renaissance was was very interesting. And and like I said, I love uh, you know anything that's horror or got horror tied into it. So this was right up that you know, you know right up my alley. For comic books, sometimes you know I feel. They might have wished her, but sometimes I feel like the art might, if it's not that good, it might ruin like the, the experience for me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the art is, is definitely an integral part of the comic book, the comic experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm excited for this. I didn't know they were doing it. I'm excited to see how they adapt it. Uh-huh. I mean, with the review, I got Ryan Coogler, who's all producing it. Who's now, who's doing, I don't know if you know, but he's also producing the Space Jam 2. With LeBron James. Oh, is he? Yes, he's the producer okay. on it. I didn't know that he was doing that. Okay, but yeah, I'm interested to see how they how they how they do this and what direction right. they take it. All right. So next, uh, I don't know if you remember. I think did I spoke with you uh, last week about Micronauts? I want to say it got brought up. Yes. Yeah. So basically, they just announced that the director, Dean Diplas, was doing who did how to turn the, the dragon movies and. Was set up to do microns. He's doing now another project for Universal. This time, it's actually an adaptation of Treasure Island. Now, oh, okay. Yeah, so he's writing the script with uh, Beauty and the Beast screenwriter Evan Spilatopoulos, and he's also also collaborating with the producer of Beauty and the Beast. Now, the reporter is saying that because you know Microns has a release date, he might do Microns first, then he'll do Treasure Island. Probably so. Uh... But I remember reading Treasure Island as a kid, and and I liked it. I, I, I mean, I know it's been adapted a few times, but I, it hasn't been done recently. I, mean, I so read I it for it, the schools was our project, like books to read. That was our book. Right. I remember what class it was? Was it was Treasure Island, and I saw like, I don't think it's popular in the in the U.S., but it was in the Middle East. Uh, there was an animated anime Treasure Island. Oh really? Yes, because in the Middle East, sometimes there are some animes that that they talking like 
I think like Treasure Islands and also other so like Little Princess they they were, they were adapted in in Japan like animes, but they actually yeah. But from the most they made they are, they became uh, popular. There was also a Sinbad anime, which is very wow. huge, popular in, in the Middle East. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look both of those up. I'd love to check out both of those. All right. So next we also got uh, Bung John Ho, uh, the director of you know Snowpiercer and Okja, who has a new movie coming out called Parasite. So there was an in- it's coming out. I think it's I don't know because October 11. That's basically. Um, for me, it's actually oh, Sunday. Uh, you you is still Saturday, right? Uh yeah. It so basically, it's going to be like for you. For me, it's this week, but for you, it's gonna be next week. Yeah. So it's coming out. So he was asked about you know what he's gonna do next, and he mentioned that that he's developing two projects. One of them is going to be a Korean film, and the second one is going to be an English language film. So the uh, this is what he said in an interview. I had a great time working on Parasite, so I want to work on films on the scale of Parasite and Mother. And by the way, our Mother is actually it's not the Anna Fransky and Mother. It's a different Mother. One in Korean yeah, yeah. and one in English. The Korean budget is is kind of like a horror film. Of course, I'm working on it, so the genres will be mixed. But if you had to choose one genre, it will be along the lines of horror. And for the English project, it will it began with the news article I randomly came across on CNN in 2016, and it's a small realistic drama piece. I'm excited to see both of these. I, I was a big fan of, of Okja and, uh, and Snowpiercer as I well. Saw, I actually enjoy it, but actually I enjoy Snowpiercer a lot more. Yeah, yeah, I liked them both. And and uh, of course, like I've said, I, I love horror, so I'm excited for the Korean project. Uh, he did do uh, the I host, if you saw the, the Korean. Oh, yeah, I love the host. Yes, absolutely. The host is great. Had some of the best some of the best creature effects like and, and a lot of it was in broad daylight usually in creature movies it's it's at night right because it's easier to do the cgi when oh. it's set at night that's why if you look but the like first the Pacific host, Krim, it was all at night was to hide the cg yeah exactly and then like like the host was like literally most of that took place during the day like you, you saw all these cool like the sea monster was running across just destroying all kind of stuff and like just wreaking havoc and and uh it all happened during the day. I wanted to really excited to see a parasite. Uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen uh, a lot of stuff about it, you know, before it came out. But I, I am excited to see it. Yeah, and also it won like the Cannes Film Festival, like the prize and friends talking about. It. And I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I think he did. I think I don't know what year. I think the beginning of two thousand, a movie called Movies of a Murder was about a serial killer in Korea who was not arrested because. Right now, recently, a news came out that they arrested the serial killer. Oh, really? Yes. It's called Memories of Murder, the movie he made in 2003 about the the, the first serial murders in Korea that happened between 1986 and 1991. Okay. Yeah, because in, recently, in October, they arrested him. They, got, he conf- they, they, they found the DNA test, they found the suspect. And and I think that he confessed when he did the murders, but but unfortunately, for what I'm reading, he's like he won't be charged for the murders because of statute of limitation has passed. But he's already now in prison for another crime for life. Oh, okay. So at least he's in there, but that still sucks that they can't prosecute him properly for what he did. Hmm. At least the family got I think maybe at the end they didn't know exactly about the guy. 
Yeah, they got some closure on it, mm-hmm. and that's good. All right. So for that, we got the news that uh, Jordan Peele has renewed his uh, contract with with Universal to develop movies. So it's going to be now for five years, an exclusive first look deal with the studio. Yeah, I've, this is awesome. I love Jordan Peele. I love his movies. And he's, he's killed it so far. Yeah, so they'll be developing like his next two films for him that he's going to write, direct, and produce. And, and we'll, okay. And also, one thing I mentioned that he also he has a TV deal, but it's actually a first look deal with Amazon. So he has he has a TV show first look deal with Amazon, and he has a a first look deal with Universal for his movies. Yes, movie deal for Universal and TV deal with Amazon. Okay. Oh. Wow. You see this? This a lot. guy is he's blowing up. And because this is different than JJ, because JJ, I think, now has a TV and a movie deal, first look deal with uh, Warner Brothers. Ah, uh, okay. That's a different because sometimes, people. And for what I'm seeing, I think this is, I think, like, if he announced he wants to do a project, and he has to go first with Universal. I don't know if, they are, if okay. he's, they're going to allow him to say, no, maybe he he can't, maybe he can't go, because there's some, you see, like, sometimes, they, because, like, for example, that JJ did, like, like he has to deal with Warner Bros. If Warner Bros. said no, he can go to other studios and shop like the movies. If they said no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I do, I do uh, think they're gonna do some cool stuff with with Monkey Paw. You know the original studio. films from like other directors. Yeah, yeah, that's your Bill Studio, and I think. Uh, I mean, he has now. I think. I think that's now Candyman, cool. the Candyman remake. I'm so excited for that man. It looks it looks cool, and I love the original Candyman. I think if anybody could could do it justice, it's gonna be him. You know. Uh-huh. What did you thought of I'm excited uh, us? The, because I know the, 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 the response people. Because I saw some people seems like a, a divisive response. What did you thought of us? I liked us. I, I like Get Out more. You know, me too. I like Get Out more. Also, I did like us. Oh yeah, I liked us, and and I think it. It, me and my wife, we watch all Jordan Peele stuff together. We we're both big fans of, of what he did with Get Out and, and with us, and and I, I loved them both. I thought they were both great films. Uh, I, I did like Get Out more, and I think it it probably a lot of it was timing too, because Get Out had a really interesting take on uh, politics at the time as well as being a good story. So I think it came out at a great time, but also us. I think, I think he's he's super creative and he's super his attention to detail. Because I went through actually in us. Okay, there's a there's a movie mentioned in us. The name of it. Let me look. It's a uh, it's a movie about. Uh, creatures in the sewer and stuff and I can't think of what the name of it was but it's it's mentioned in us and there's actually a, an easter egg that uh you see it sitting on a shelf at the beginning of the movie I noticed it when my wife started watching us I noticed it the very first time and uh I think it's interesting to see how Jordan Peele is influenced it, it was an old movie it's one I watched when I was young uh see how Jordan Peele is influenced by these older films and how it's almost us is a similar you can see how it was almost a derivative of the premise of that movie uh 
I mean, get out. It had element of avocado with this. I think Stafford wife, I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, it definitely did, and uh, and I think it's. I'm, I'm interested to see what he does next and what he directs next, as well as uh, how he proceeds forward with uh, all the production stuff he's doing for other filmmakers. I think it's gonna. He's gonna do a lot of cool stuff. Um. I was trying to find the name of that movie. Uh, Check. I think what was it? IMDb. Sometimes they would put. Like, it's it's called Chud. That's what it's called. C H U D, Chud, and it's. Uh, it's a really like corny old movie. Eighty four. Uh, okay. But the, I've seen it, and it's like cannibalistic monsters, and you can see how he got the idea of putting the the people in the sewers from that, the subterranean, you know, homeless people. Like he got the idea from that, it, and it and it's interesting to see how he probably watched that movie growing up, right? I've never, I haven't seen any interviews with him if he mentions it, but he probably watched that movie growing up, and that inspired this story. And I think that's cool that. He, and I, because I love all these old movies like that, like Chud, and if they're corny, I, I like them even more. He's, he's into <laughs> like you know the old school horror films. Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool to see how how he interprets things like that and how, how they affect his projects. All right. So next, uh, I mentioned like the, the Saturday Night Live, they're working on a project for another project with Disney, and this actually news, uh, they're doing a new Inspector Gadget film. Oh, so they're the ones writing the Inspector Gadget film. Yes. Yes, they're, they're oh, writing, that's even more from It's both of them. They're writing the script, and it's being produced by the producer of the live-action Aladdin movie. Okay, and see, I haven't seen the live-action Aladdin remake. Did you see it, the one with Will Smith? Uh, no. I did listen to his Prince Ali's, uh, I mean, not Prince Ali, the Arabian Nut song. It was good that uh, Will Smith who sang it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard the song as well, and I liked it, but I have not seen the movie, and I'd like to, uh, to check it out. So I don't, I can't say if that's a good thing, that they have that producer or not, but... Uh, Danlin, did I'm excited. It. I think he's one of the producers of It, if not mistaken. Oh, okay, well, I loved It, so that's good. Uh, you saw the But I'm excited one? that, that uh, Mikey Day and, and Streeter's, Streeter Seidel are on it. Uh, I think that's that's promising for it. No, I have not seen it part two yet. He also did the Lego movies, also. Yes, and I've seen all those. I loved all the Lego movies; were great. The first, the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie, I thought were super, mm. super great. Yeah. But I'm excited for this Inspector Gadget remake. I've had, I have a, a close uh, attachment with Inspector Gadget. I, I loved the Inspector Gadget movie as a kid, and oh, that's right. You, and you always told me like you had a thing for Inspector Gadget. Yeah, yeah, I always was a huge fan of, of Inspector Gadget, and there's actually a funny story uh, with Inspector Gadget. So, the late 90s, early 2000s, whenever that movie had came out, I was a young kid, and I loved it. My parents took me to the movies to see it, and I remember being blown away and thinking Inspector Gadget was just the coolest thing ever. Uh-huh. And so, McDonald's at the time had a promotion. You know, McDonald's is always jumping on whatever movies are coming out, uh-huh. they're doing toys for it, right? So... I collected. They I did toys. They, for, they were like small, like plushy dolls for the Lion King. I collected. I think all of them. But I don't know. Yeah, where exactly. They are now. It's fun. It's fun to try to get all the all the toys and stuff. So so when I was a kid, they had the Inspector Gadget promotion, mm. 
each toy was a different piece of his body. So like you get the right arm, the left arm, the left leg, the right leg, the chest and the head. Mm-hmm. They were all, there was, there was quite a few of them all together. And, uh, so I had my parents take me to McDonald's every day, probably for like two, three weeks until I got all the pieces that I needed. And I built this, you could put all the pieces together. If you got them all, all of them were toys on their own. Like one of them was like a water gun, but you could put them together and it would build a giant inspector gadget. And I finally did it. And I, I honestly, I don't know where that inspector gadget's at now, mm-hmm. but I just, ever since then, I was, I've always loved Inspector Gadget. It's one of those movies I go back and watch like every couple of years just for the nostalgia of it. And so I'm excited that they're, that they're redoing Inspector Gadget. Uh, and the movie you're talking about, you're talking about the Matthew Broderick movie, right? Yes. Yeah. The Matthew Broderick movie. I still, uh, don't, the one thing I remember a lot about this movie is that scene where the Yahoo board comes and you hear the sound, Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> exactly. Like, that was great. Um, you hear it's like if you hear someone maybe doing a party you would think oh maybe someone added this effect you know that's an actual effect in the film you hear yeah <laughs> it's it's awesome I love going back and watching this movie I always laugh at it and I always notice stuff I didn't notice before but I'm excited for this uh, this remake of it mm-hmm. this reboot now the question is who are they going to cast as you know Inspector Gadget yeah I don't know who do you think would be good for that Well, I mean, some people might think Steve Curry because in the original TV show, he was voiced by the actor who played, I uh, forgot, and they get, they get smart actors, the same actor when Steve Curry was in this Get Smart movie. But I don't think... Yeah, Steve, I think... I don't think Steve Curry might be doing this type because if you see what he's doing right now, the type of movie he's doing, I don't know if he's going to do this. Yeah. He's doing more serious movies. He, I do like that, it, that they're doing Space Force, though, so maybe he'll branch <laughs> back out into comedy a bit. They released, uh, I think, the photo, but I did not put the news. Basically, his back. That's what they released. What's that? Space for... The, I didn't put the news, but it's actually the, of Steve Carell's back. They took a photo of Space for. Oh, okay. Okay. <coughs> All right, so you're so Inspector Gadget. On, oh, yeah, I'm excited for Inspector Gadget. That's going to be cool. And a cool theme song. I hope they bring the theme song. Yeah, dude, the theme song's epic. I hope they bring the theme song back too. All right. So next we got uh, the, the director of Scary Stories to tell in the dark he's doing um, a horror movie called Last Voyage of the Demeter. Hmm. Okay. So I haven't heard of this. So the Demeter, if you don't know what it is, it's actually, you know, the ship from, from in the Dracula story that transported Dracula from Transylvania to London. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. It is. So basically, this in the that's novel, they say that the ship actually washes up on the shore, it's being let, like it's, it's tattered and broken. It only has one raving mad survivor. Oh, man. So basically, it will This focus on that journey. It's, it's, from what I'm seeing, it's going to be like the, the ships are being attacked by like one mysterious Spanish, and I think from what we're reading, we all know who he is Dracula. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, he's the, he's uh, Andre of Rida, the director of you know. Did you saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I have, but I really want to. Oh yeah, I had my first episode. I had Kevin Hollick. He saw <coughs> and he actually did like the film. Yeah, I really really want to see that. I haven't yet. Um, Guillermo del Toro produced that, didn't yes. he? Yes. 
Okay, so like I said, he's he's with the he's going to like this film, but uh, but he won't be doing this because first he'll do him do like the long walk with the adaptation of Stephen King's novel first, then he'll do this one, the last one. Oh, okay. Meter. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited though. This sounds cool. Uh, I see uh, Brad, Bradley Fisher, Mike Metavoy, and Arnold Messer, who they worked on Black Swan and Shutter Island. You know what I think? Stuff. I can That's see because cool. we, when I'm reading this, when I'm I'm seeing Shutter Island, I can see like the tone. Yeah, yeah, the tone of Shutter Island would be a good tone for this. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I think that that makes sense that, that they're attached to it. All right. So next we got uh, Johan Rink, who fresh from winning and, and aiming for directing uh, Chernobyl. He'll be doing a, a space movie uh, called Spaceman of Bohemia. So this for mm. the, yeah, so this is a film that tells the story of uh, Czech uh, con- um, how do you pronounce the country's name? It Czech Republic. Czech is how do you? Uh, I'm trying to see where where you're looking. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the Czech Republic. Oh, yes, Czech Republic. It's the story of Jacob Prochaska. Sorry if I mispronounced his name. He's like an orphan who was raised in the Czech Republic with his grandparents. He becomes like the country's first astronaut. He gets sent to Venus and there he befriends an imaginary giant alien spider. Wow. Who becomes his unlikely companion. So he's, so it's not, it's not like this is a bad spider. This is a friendly spider. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah, Channing Tatum is producing the film with, for his company. Oh, but I don't know if he's hmm. going to star in the film or not. That's interesting, man. It's interesting that Channing Tatum is producing it. I never... I mean, he's a producer. I mean, I he, never... He produced... Uh, I think that he was an executive producer on the first 21 Jump <laughs> and a producer on the second one. And he also produced... Uh, what was it? The Magic Mike films. Yeah, Magic Mike. I remember he did those. Uh... He was going to produce I love and Twin start in a gambit, but that thing did not happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he would have been a good gambit, too. I, I was looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, Chernobyl, like you, you, said, you said you saw Chernobyl and you liked it, right? Now we're talking about yes. it last week. Yes. So, yeah, I like Chernobyl a lot. Yeah. Also, this director, Johan Rick, is actually a prophetic. Besides Chernobyl, he also directed Viking, and uh, I think he also did episode of Breaking Bad, like from what I was reading. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, speaking of all these people, it's interesting how so many so many great directors directed an episode of Breaking Bad, didn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, like like it's, that shows you how good that show was. So many great directors were attached to we it. We also you had know? the director of, uh, I think, uh, 30 Days of Night, if I'm not mistaken, the movie's called. Yeah, I loved that movie, 30 Days of he Night. He directed, I think, an episode of Breaking Bad, but then he went to do like Hannibal and American Gods. Yeah, exactly. And it, so there's a there's an episode of Breaking Bad that everybody loves. A side topic completely, but there's an episode of Breaking Bad that that everybody loves. That they thought was super interesting and metaphorical. For the Fly episode. Remember the Fly episode? Yeah, I still not where he spends the entire episode. Everyone was like kind of defensive about this episode. I thought it was a good episode. Did you? You liked it? I, I, I was lost the whole time. I was like, I, mean, I had I to go back. Love it, but I thought it was an okay episode. It was, I mean, an enjoyable episode. Like, you seem like he's... Me and my wife were watching it, and it's it's like... It took me a couple viewings to appreciate it, I think, but it's it's an interesting episode. <laughs> At least he got the fly. That was I was thinking, is he going to get the fly or not? That was... 
Yeah, it was an interesting episode, though, and I, and I really liked it after repeated viewings, but I will say that episode, the very first time I watched it, I was scratching my head. Like, uh, okay. okay, so next we got the news that uh, Richard Lee Cook is, is going to start in a movie for Netflix called Love Guaranteed with uh, Damian Wayne Jr., Oh really? Yeah, and the first thing I read is like, wait, Richard Eco is still acting because I've not heard her her name in a movie anything since I think the last time I saw her, she was in Psych. Yeah, Psych. Yeah, I think you're right. She was, it's been she a while. Was, and she also had a TV show I think called Perception or something like that. But I think that show got. I never saw that. Yeah, I think it's only around I think for two or three seasons, but then got canceled. So what is this? If Damon Wayans is in it, how is it? So it's just a it's a romantic comedy. It's a rom com comedy for Netflix. I think you might have an idea what this with the recent rom coms. Yeah, so it's going to be in the same vein of what's the one that had Keanu Reeves in it? Always my maybe my maybe or something like that. Yeah, and it's going to be the same vein of rom coms like that, huh? It so seems, they, anyway. I don't know. Yeah, well, the story they're saying is going to be about a lawyer who's played by uh, Rachel Lee Cook. She has she takes a lot of pro bono cases, and and to, to say for her firm, she she takes like a, a the one of the big high profile from, from and that profile the high case profile is uh, Damien Wayne's Junior. He's like he wants to sue like a dating website that guarantees that that user will find love. Ah, okay. And it sounds like they're going to start to fall in love with each other. Uh, which in turn means that the site technically did lead him to falling in love. That's interesting. Uh. <laughs> like, they always come up with these, like, <laughs> these cliche stories, but it's it'll be interesting to see how they how they do it. Because I'm a fan of the Wayne brothers, and, like, they're pretty funny, so... Mm. I think it may be okay. Yeah, I think I'll, we'll watch it, I think I'll, I'll put this news later. His father's doing coming back to do a TV show. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that's and also like one thing I mentioned, this film is directed by Mark Steven Johnson. If you don't know who he is, he uh, he did I think a uh, Daredevil, Ghost Rider, and a movie called When in Rome, which had Kristen Bell and Josh Duhamel. Yeah, I've seen When in Rome. Yeah, yeah I remember that movie. It's the one where she steals the coin and they start falling in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, man, I don't know. It'll probably be like uh, just a normal... If you're into rom-coms, it'll probably be right up your alley, you know? I mean, I mean Netflix is having a great deal with rom-coms. It makes sense they would make more rom-coms. Yeah, they're, they're having a, a good run with them. So why not keep doing it? It makes sense. If it's not if it's not harming anyone, so what's wrong with it? Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay, and so now, like we talked, you mentioned before Stranger Things. Well, it got ruined for season four, and... The Duffer Bars, the creators of the show, they have signed an overall deal with Netflix, which include making movies and TV shows for them for a multi-year, but they didn't specify for how many years it's going to be the deal. Okay. I'm interested to see what they do beyond Stranger Things. Like, I like Stranger Things, don't get me wrong, and I'm excited for more of it, but at the same time, the Duffer Brothers had a really cool, creative idea with the show, so I'm interested to see what they come up with. What's going to be as well, what their new stuff is. I yeah, mean, you have lots of high profile now. We we know that one woman director she has a TV deal with them. Benioff and wife, the creators of Game of Thrones, they have, if I'm not mistaken, a movie and a TV deal also with them. They also got yeah. Ryan Murphy, Shonda Rhimes, and post director Janet Mock. They're also part of the deals. 
Yeah, Netflix, I think, is coming into their own as far as where they're going to make their big money is on on this original stuff that they're doing, right? Like, it's everybody, it's cool to have Friends and Seinfeld and, you know, all that stuff on there. Like, everybody wants to watch their favorite sitcom when they when they want to. And that's cool. That's, that gets them a lot of business, too. But I think they're, their main, the, the, the subscription services are turning into a competition to see who can sign who fastest. Activity uh-huh. deals is going to drive people to one service or another, and that's that's they know that you know. Yes, because that's what you hear. Like we hear the news now. Everyone's signing a deal with Universal, Warner Brothers, because even right. Juvin there, we talk about her later. She has a deal with Warner Brothers, and she just recently has a TV show. When we see us, that came out uh, for Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they're definitely, they're learning quickly that these exclusivity deals are, are where people want to Also, one thing I should mention, Netflix has to, you know, to do is they handle their marketing very well because, like when we talked about some of the shows, like we don't know, most of very late. It sounds, I didn't know, we mentioned this too before, one day at a time, I didn't know the show ran for three seasons on Netflix. I didn't know they yeah. the show, I didn't know it was done for three seasons. Yeah, and like, exactly. they continued. They have like if, to if, if, handle if, if, their marketing very well because they mostly focus on shows like you know Stranger Things like we're talking about. Oh, they do marketing, having push for it, but they don't do like for the other shows. Right, right. And uh, it's interesting to see how Netflix too ha- has become the place that picks up show like cult favorites that get canceled by other networks. It's like because like they it started with like stuff like Arrested Development, right? That show got canceled, and then they picked it up and yeah, and they ran the it for several not seasons. Not being that good, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's like they try to revive these cult classics, and it does a fan service, but I think, well, right, because nobody likes them except for the people who were super into that show before. But I think, I think it's smart as far as marketing because people who come there to seek that show out aren't just going to watch that show. They're going to watch other stuff too while they're mm-hmm. there after the subscription. So it's like they're, they're drawing people into their subscription with their favorite show mm-hmm. and then keeping them there for the other stuff. You know, that's why I feel like it's, even though the shows fail, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, it sucks. They lose money, but the, in the long run, they probably gain more subscribers from it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. And speaking about the shows that ending, uh, Dear White People, uh, they got known for fourth and a final season for Netflix. Okay. Um, I, I think I've only ever seen the first season of this. Did you saw the movie? Uh, I don't know. It has uh, I don't think Thompson. I did. I think just actually what brought people like it, it exposed her like to people like, in the movie Dear White People. I don't think I've seen it. Maybe I maybe I should go. Is it? Have you? Is it good? Uh, no, I have not seen it because I know that I, because I see a lot of Belinda Garcia. When we know her, she used to work for you know Greg Mera's yeah. wife, and now she's working for Ubisoft. She tweets a lot about yeah, the yeah. show. I mean, yeah, she. I've seen her mention it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, she talks a lot about diversity this is actually like I said that this main focus about this is about the people of color and they, they talk about a lot of diversity and social injustice and political correctness and you know in this show okay yeah I'm gonna have to check that out then I'll put that on my list too yeah because I because I still have not also seen it because I, I might have to also check it because especially now like I said it's not four seasons to be okay and apparently one, yeah. of, one of the episodes I think is season one was directed by Barry Jenkins 
Oh, really? Yeah, he's directed, I think, an episode, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out then. That's cool. I'm glad they're keeping something like that going. That's the kind of stuff we need, you know? Mm. All right, so next, uh, Netflix. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this show. It's a Spanish show called Elite. About, like, you know, it's actually a Spanish, like, teen drama where it focuses on, like, an, a private, like, elite school where something where, where, where two th- for what I've seen of the first episode I did not saw all of it three I think public students they get chosen to go to an, like an elite uh, private school and there what happens is that uh, something happens and shows and they have to go through it like drama so it's basically an audited version of Riverdale if you that I think I'll, I'll say it okay okay yeah uh, yeah I've seen I've watched Riverdale with my wife she's a big fan of it okay. so uh, that's that makes sense it's just like a, like a Spanish version of, of Riverdale yeah it's also like you know uh, it's been really, like it's for season 3 they announced that like they, on Twitter they had one of the actresses uh, Esther Exposito uh, she announced the news on Twitter and she announced that they have brought in two Oh, the, the, that they have brought in like two cast members. And for what I'm seeing, it sounds like they have already finished this shooting like this season. Okay. Okay. Now this actually got to my attention because I saw like it had actors from the from the Spanish Netflix show uh, Money Heist. I don't know if you saw it or not. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, this is, season is about like a guy. His name the professor. That's Money Heist. He hires like people, criminals, and then each one of them has like their nickname is actually a name of a like a city, and they have to. Ah, uh, okay. And they go like to rob, I think, the royal mint of Spain where the money is actually created. Right, right. Where well, yeah, the mint where they make it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's interesting. Season. It's actually it has three seasons. I don't know if they got renewed for season four or not. But like, recommend if you want to see, watch the first two seasons. The third season, I felt it was weak. Oh really? Okay. Yes. Because he originally wrote it as just like because in Spain it's like one season split to two parts. And Netflix here did this. It's like they they made like the first season to like two seasons. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I recommend you check it out because Netflix. It sounds like they're doing a great job with like with their foreign stuff, especially now with yeah, like in the Naked Director show, which I also liked, and now you also got the this one. The list also getting renewed. Yeah, I like that Netflix has the uh, the representation factor going for it. There's a there's a great selection of foreign stuff on there. God, I'm excited for the Naked Director season two. Yeah, I liked that show a lot. Yeah. We talked about that last week, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I wonder what crazy shenanigans he'll do. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That's what I want to know. And, and I said, like, my theory is like, you know, it got announced that they're doing season two at the same time they announced that. That Nick said he's going to Japan. What chances that he maybe worked on the show? Yeah, <laughs> that would make sense for him. <laughs> it, yeah, it would. It really would. Or maybe we're watching this and see someone that looks like Nick in the background. <laughs> <laughs> God, I want, I want to see, I want to hear Nick's thoughts on this show, but it looks like he still hasn't seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, I want him because I know Kevin. Sorry, he did not like it because. This show has Nick Scarpino written all over it, a naked director. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely an, uh, a Papa Nick joint, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so next uh, we got the HBO, like they're, they're developing a, a, a TV show adaptation of, of the comic book DMC with Eva Dovernett to direct the pilot and produce it. Okay. 
Have you heard about it? Because I didn't I, know about this. I think I, I have, I think, volume one of the comic I I got a long time ago. And the first one, I think, like, from what I've read it, I think it's about, like, you know, like, there's a civil war, like, like, like it says here, like, I think it's in New York. And what happens that New York became, like, a demolition zone, like the DMC. Yeah, demilitarized zone. Where it's like they can't have any uh, military stuff in there. Yeah. And, and and because from what I read, the sound, from what I remember reading, because from what I it's like, from what I'm reading with the comic, like the first volume, like a report, I think a camera guy he gets sent to the DMC, and here I think they says they're gonna focus on a female medic, and I think I remember there was I think a female medic in the show, but and then I mean the comic book, but I don't. It's been a while since I read it. Man, this uh, this is super cool, and, and then once again, shows you that HBO man. That's HBO, like HBO Max, HBO streaming makes, server, not HBO. Yeah, HBO Max. But I think anything, any of the stuff that HBO puts together as a company is, they do some really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I pretty much everything I've ever seen that HBO did, I, I enjoyed it, you know? And also, it's the right fit to get someone like Ava Dimon to do this type of political show. Yeah, absolutely. Because she's very, you know, That's- outspoken, people who follow her, and you see how very outspoken she is. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. She's a perfect fit for it. Uh huh. Okay, so next we got uh, the movie Blind Spot, which I heard everyone like, including Demetrius and Rio, which I think they said is actually their favorite film. It's getting made to a TV show for stars. Okay. Yeah, and they announced that the actress who played Ashley from the movie should be reprising her role, uh, Jasmine Shefaz Jones. And the story is apparently it's going to focus about her life. Oh. The, the same okay. focus on who was nipping at the heels of mid, middle class life in Oakland until Miles, her partner of 20 years and part of their son, son in Cartonetic, leaving her to navigate a theater and humorous existential crisis when she's forced to move in with Miles' mother and half sister. <laughs> this sounds like it'll be pretty funny. Uh, yeah, because apparently uh, they're beginning, I think the original writers are David Dix and Raphael Kiss to write and exactly produce it. Okay. It, it, they're cool. like the. It's actually they're bringing everyone like who worked on the movie. The I don't. I'm not talking about the cast. The people like the the writers and the producers. Yeah, are all like the same. So yeah, it seems like a lot of them came over. So that's that's promising when they do yeah. something like that. You know? I'm not seeing the the director whom whom we mentioned for the Disney stuff, Carlos. I forgot. Let me see his name first. Uh, Carlos Lopez Strada, but I hope they bring him to direct at least the pilot to give it the tone because the pilot basically setting up the tone what how the story has to go. Right, exactly. It's like what the HBO Max is doing with that Dune TV show. They brought Denis Villeneuve to, to direct the pilot. Yeah, yeah. So it gives it the right tone and it sets the tone for everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. HBO. Speaking of which. Uh, I believe we're only a week or two out from Watchmen. I'm really excited for Watchmen. Also, I did not put the news. Apparently, the, the, the plan, I think he's saying that there's the country only plan for one season, like season one. But he said they might do season two if people want to do more, if you want to see more of Watchmen. Okay. That's what yeah, well, I'm I saying. I want to see as much Watchmen as possible. I've always been a fan of the graphic novel, was a big fan of the movie, even though a lot of people weren't. And, uh, I, I, me I, the I'm down for they're bringing watching. what's named Don Johnson to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And are you what? Uh, what's it? Nash Bridges or a Miami Vice guy? Uh, I'm a Miami Vice guy myself. Yeah. What about you? 
Well, I'm a Miami Vice guy. It's because of my, I like the new Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Also, the style and the tone, that's what makes it special. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, there's a Don Johnson movie that actually is one of my favorites uh, called Dead Bang from back in the day that deals with, uh, deals with like these neo-Nazis and he's like a detective who's investigating these murders and it turns out it's linked to this like extreme right-wing like neo-Nazi like skinhead group and stuff mm -hmm. and he tries to so him and some other detectives try to like infiltrate this group and kill him and stuff and it's it's a really like good movie but it's really I guess super adult I will forewarn you like it's you know but it's good it's called Dead Bang uh -huh. it's, it's a classic uh, and also speaking Don of Don Johnson, Johnson he's going to be in the Ryan Johnson movie Knives Out he's one of the characters in it yes which I'm super excited yes. for I think that's going to be really good he had an amazing. He was also amazing in Django and Chin, especially that scene where with the oh, yeah. <laughs> the mask. Yeah, with the masks. That's like my favorite scene. That and then where they blow the house up at the end is my favorite scene from the whole yes. movie. Like we Jonah Hill, absolutely is great right there. I can't, I can't see a damn thing, and he's like running around. <laughs> that's great. That's a, that's a hilarious. Oh, what scene. he's saying. Oh, what matters? The whole horse can't see. That's what makes the red. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't need to see. The horse can see. It's a ray. Oh, yeah, but what about the shooting? Who? who what if they shot one of them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. I laughed so hard every time I watched that. Yeah, that's uh, this one of my favorite Tarantino scenes. Like, whenever I'm actually down, want to see something funny, I go to YouTube and I see this scene. Yeah, exactly. That is a great, that's, okay. one, of, that's one of the best Tarantino scenes, I agree. And I'm a huge Tarantino fan. All right. Uh, so next we got uh, news that Michael B. Jordan and Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg are producing a, a drama for Amazon. And the story okay. apparently is going to be titled uh, Middle West and, and it's going to be about two Chicago FBI. I think it's pronounced Chicago. For, sorry about yeah, my accent. Chicago. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah, so they get sent to you in Indiana. That's the investigate the murder and disappearance of two cops who apparently were searching for array of missing young men hmm ah this is interesting i like i seth rogan evan goldberg yeah and michael b jordan for that matter like that's that's all exciting I mean, and like Sony's now doing having a great deal with amazon because Sony, you know they don't have a streaming service right exactly yeah. i mean they already know they have a good relation with amazon especially with rogan and goldberg because they did the boys yeah yeah and seth rogan and evan goldberg i think you'll see that them kind of just how Jordan Peele's busted out of his his comedy roots and 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 done some really big time stuff. I think that's where we're seeing Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg head to. They they did, like, well, speaking about I really like there was this article with like Todd Phillips saying that he didn't want to do comedy because of the culture. I mean, there's an interview what they did with Seth Rogen was like about super bad where there are stuff that might be. And he even says like, yeah, we saw this. Like, man, we we can't believe we thought that was funny at that time. He talked about how they yeah. changed. Yeah, definitely. And also, uh, you mentioned he's already now doing with drum because they didn't. He he produced and what's it? Disaster artist. If you remember, what's that? he did the produce the disaster. disaster oh artist yeah, the disaster artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the room. Yeah, that that movie was great. <laughs> he got annoyed. He annoys the hell out of him. 
<laughs> that's uh... <laughs> yeah. There's actually a Tommy Wiseau uh, cameo in Borderlands Three. Yes, I did saw it. I, I see, Angry Joe actually showed it in the mo- in his review. Yeah. And also, yeah, but I, I'm excited. Uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, I mm-hmm. think, do some cool stuff. They're doing well. I mean, they're also, if I'm mistaken, they're producing uh, the Console Wars TV show, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes, I've been following that project for quite some time. And, and originally, it was slated to be a movie. I, to, uh, I don't know if it was show. going to be a documentary or a feature film, but this one is going to be like a... It won't be a documentary. It will be an actual series drama. And they brought yeah, the well, director... Yeah, the other one was going to be a... a a fictional I mean it was going to be like a, a feature film too but they changed it to a show now and I think that's going to work way better for the, the subject matter in the director of uh, Kong's Kong Island if you know how big of a gamer he is and he wants to do in the Metal Gear film oh yeah Jordan, Bo- Jordan Bo- Roberts yes that's awesome I didn't know he was doing that I know he's doing the Metal Gear movie I didn't know he was doing uh, he did direct it also the pilot the, for that uh, new I think Walking Dead show they, they, just, they just showed the trailer for Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, love Jordan Bo Roberts, man. I think he's awesome. I think he's awesome. Man. Did you saw the photo when Greg took photo with him? I think when he was at I don't know, I think it was San Diego Comic Con, he took a photo with him. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I forgot about that. Okay. And also one thing about this show, uh, Middle Middle West, uh the the director of the show, I don't know if he's gonna be directed all of the episode or not. Uh it's actually Stephen Cable Jr. and he directed Creed Two. Okay. Yeah, so he has a good relationship with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Or, yeah, okay. That's it. That's cool. I uh I'm interested for this show. I think I think anything Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg do I would watch, but especially something like this with all these other names attached mm-hmm. to it and with with it sounds like a cool subject matter and stuff. Uh huh. Okay, so next we got uh, Winston Duke, the actor who played Mbaku in Black Panther and Lupita Nyango's husband in us. He's going to to start in as, as the lead in a drama show for Apple and Kevin Durant called Swagger. Ah, okay. Yes, Kevin Durant is producing uh, the show and and it's actually it's actually a basketball theme show. It's basically the show is going to be focused inspired by Durant's show about his life as is play, playing basketball and. And, okay. And Duke, and once Duke, apparently he's gonna be playing a the the basketball kind of coach. Hmm. Which All I don't right. know if he's gonna focus that like on be a basketball player or it's gonna be like an ensemble cast. Like he's gonna focus on maybe something like uh, what's the show? What's the name? Uh, Friday Night Lights. Maybe the coach and the player, something like this. Right. Yeah. It. Pro- I think there'll probably be something like that. Uh huh. Because it's because it's talking about explores the world of youth basketball and the players, families, and coaches. So I feel like it'll it'll uh, ensemble cast. I think think what we'll see. That sounds interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I don't know if you know because there's a show on Stars. I think it ended. Uh, LeBron James produced. I think called Survivor's Remorse. It's about I think a basketball player too. Oh really? I never I never heard of that. Yes, yeah, I think it's called Survivor Remorse. Uh, LeBron James produced the show. Yeah, I never heard of that. I didn't know they did that. It has the actor who played, I think, uh, Atrin in um, The Boys. He was also, you know, Shaft's son. 
Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know about, about that. It's just focus about like um, like I like a guy like his life after you know he signs a deal to be able to play pro basketball and it's. So I've not huh. seen it because it sounds like we be, because it has like I said LeBron produced the show and it ended in twenty seventeen it's fourth season. Yeah, I've never seen this. I didn't know even know it existed. I'll have to check that out. Is it, uh-huh. Did you see it? No, I have not seen it because uh, I don't know. It's on the Sunrise because uh, I don't know where it is available. Because I think I saw it and I just remember it was on actually on a on a streaming server. I've not subscribed to it. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. All right. So next, uh, we mentioned Damien Wayne Jr. His father is back to doing a, a comedy, multi-camera comedy show for ABC, and it's called uh, "Let's Stay Together." It's also He's teaming with his uh, my wife and kids creator uh, Don Rio. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's basically the show is gonna be a f- family comedy from for a new kind of family. It's like Wins is playing a single father who f- he he's signed of how hard it to get rid of his Millennium kids and their kids. Okay, <laughs> that sounds that sounds right. Okay. I forgot about that part. <laughs> Man, I wonder how I was just, I was gonna handle like. Because I, have you seen my wife and kids? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen, seen that. Uh, like time ago. It sounds like this yeah, actually gives me a vibe. Cool. I wonder if God, what's this uh, Last Man Standing, that Tim Allen show, maybe something like this, with how he handles like his daughters and. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's kind of like that. It sounds like. And also, let's say the guy that's the working title. It's not like the final title. It's going to be on oh, ABC. Okay. Which also did my wife and kids. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. I'm interested to see where this goes. Huh. Uh, do you think we'll maybe we'll see cameos from the original actors from my wife and kids? That'd be cool if they did. Because I know last man saying they did. They had I think the actor who played his middle son and the actor who played his wife. They were in the movie and that guy who played Al. Yeah. Yeah. It's great seeing them. It'd be it'd be neat to see if they if they did some some cameos in uh in this let's say together project from from my life and kids actors. I think that'd be interesting. Yes. All right. So next, um, Lena Headey she's she's going to just announce his next her next project after Games of Thrones. It's actually a Showtime a comedy drama, uh, and it's been and they announced that it has a director. Um, uh, for what I'm seeing, uh. The show is gonna be called Rita and it's focused on like, yeah, you know, whom Lena is playing the character, the headstrong or confidential teacher and single mother who takes on every kind of authority and her own family in a messy, unfiltered way. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I've not, I had not heard of this project either. It's actually, if I'm not mistaken, it's based on a Danish show of the same name, Rita. And they just announced. Oh that- yeah. They announced they brought in an, an Emmy winner director, Alisa Kolodinko, who, who did uh, Olive Gittredge to, di- to direct the show. Yeah. Okay. That sounds interesting. I, I didn't know they were doing this at all. Okay, and this is actually that's interesting because I want to see if it's good. I'm wondering how it's the tone is going to be something like maybe weed, like how the comedy, the drama it is because Showtime. 
Yeah, I love Weeds. Oh, That's oh, one of my favorite. that show that had uh, Tony Collette uh, that was on Showtime? I think she had multiple personalities. Oh, I've never seen that one, but I know which one you're talking about. Uh, I've never seen previous United State of Terra. If I'm not mistaken, I think Brie Larson yeah, was also in thing. it. Okay, I like Brie Larson. Yeah, it's all show. Uh, yeah, this I loved Weeds though. Weeds is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, right, right, probably second to Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I, if it's anything like that, I'm I'm fully in. All right. So uh, next up, we got the news that Netflix has ordered a sketch comedy series from El- Eliza Schlesinger. Okay. I don't know if you know she. She did. I think some stand up for Netflix. This is actually going to be like um, a, a sketch show where it's been described. The show. This is what the description of the show from the mind of Elijah. Sling singer comes a secret world filled with absurd characters inside with a female experience and even yet poignant social commentary. Okay. Huh. This guy, I, I want to say I've seen some of her stand-up, and it's, it's really funny. I'd, I'd like to see where this goes. I didn't know this was a thing either. Netflix is doing a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. And staying constantly, you, you hear something coming from Netflix. Yeah. I mean, their stand-up, I mean, they're doing well with their stand-up. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just got around. I forgot to mention this when we were talking about what we watched. Uh-huh. I actually did just get around to watching uh, the Adam Sandler, his last thing on there, 100% Fresh. Uh-huh. And I really liked it. It was a return to form for him almost. There's a lot of songs and stuff like he used to do, and really funny. Uh huh. Okay. But Netflix is doing well, I think, with their stand up. Mm-hmm. All right, so next we got the news that James Wan is producing a, a t- TV show called uh, Gideon Fall, which is actually also another comic book adaptation. Oh, okay. So it's the, this actually the comic has been described as uh, an atmospheric thriller, colliding rural mystery, and urban horror. The story follows an ensemble cast of semi-random stranger, a washed-up Catholic priest, an incomprising female sheriff, a young recalcitrant obsessed with unveiling a conspiracy buried in the city streets, as he become drawn to mystery connected to a long-forgotten local legend. It sounds mm-hmm. like something from a Stephen King you hear. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, I think especially if if James Wan's attached, I'm on board for sure because he he appreciates the same things I think in horror that I appreciate. And uh-huh. I'm excited for this. I mean, for me, like James Wan, like you know, he's produced some stuff I apply, but also he's been. When it comes to producing stuff, it's been a mixed bag because uh, I did like uh, what was it? Um, what was this? Oh yes, ah. Uh, Lights out. I did liked it, but then he also produced the other like you know, conjuring films, which I think what I'm hearing is like not all of them had been that well received. Yeah, yeah. Some of the side stuff from Conjuring is not the only one which I heard positive thing was the second Annabelle film. I loved Annabelle Creation. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I hope you know, the Mortal Kombat uh, movie that that he's producing also turns out to be good. I, yeah, I do too, because I, I think they could do some cool stuff with Mortal Kombat. Mm. All right, so next we got the news that Akiva Goldsman, uh, he's, he's just signed a deal to produce uh, for, for MGM television. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, for those who don't know who Akiva Goldsmith is, uh, he's an Oscar winning screenwriter who wrote. Oh, sorry, uh, Akiva Goldsman uh, is, is an Oscar winning screenwriter who wrote uh, you know, Beautiful Mind, which he won an Oscar for, and he also wrote movies like. Most of them had been like with Ron Howard, like Da Vinci Gman, and of course, the big one that people remember him for, Batman and Robin. Yeah. I mean, it's okay, we forgive him for that. His past hasn't been that long. He's doing great stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, like um, he's actually now, he's, he's signed a deal to, to collaborate with MGM to develop TV shows. Interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll be looking forward to whatever he comes up with. Maybe I mean, it'll be something that interests me. I mean, he actually was actually one of the producers on Star Trek Discovery. I don't know if he's still the producer on it. But apparently he's also a producer on Star Trek Picard, and he was also one of the creators and producers on of Titans on you know the DC Universe app. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's promising then. That's uh, cool. And MGM makes some good stuff, so we'll see. All right. And next we got the news that uh, the creator of The Crown, Peter Morgan, has just signed a deal with Netflix to develop post you know, movies and TV show. I've never seen The Crown. Oh, you have to see it. it's good. It's one of their best shows on, on Netflix. Really? Okay. Yes. Maybe I should check that out then. It's introduced the people to you know, to Claire Foy and Vanessa Kirby. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, me and my wife love binging some Netflix shows. So maybe we'll do it. Maybe uh, The Crown next. Yes. Um. One thing I mentioned, The Crown is like a. It's going to be like different actors after each, each two seasons. Like for the first two seasons, you see Claire Foy, Matt Smith, and Vanessa Kirby. Now, the next season, season three and four, it's going to be uh, Olivia Coleman, uh, Tobias Mendes, and Helen Bohan Carter. They're taking over the role. So, Ooh, Hel- Helen Bohan Carter is a really great yes. actress. She's playing like the sister, uh, Princess Margaret. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to watch that then. Me and Jess will watch it soon. Yeah, you should see it because the season three is coming out uh, next month, November 17th. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we need to go through it then just to get get ready for the new one. Yeah, good deal. I'll put that on my list. Yeah. Well, you hope you're going to enjoy it because it's a great show. And the production is amazing. Uh, John Lithgow as uh, Churchill is also amazing. Oh, I didn't know he was in it. Yes, he was in the first season. And now they even asked that season four... Uh, Gillian Andrews should be playing, uh, I forgot her name, uh, the Iron Lady Margaret. Margaret, I tell she was like the the female, I think, Prime Minister. Ah, okay. I remember there was a movie called Iron Lady that had, uh, what's, it, what's her name? Mary um, Streep, she played her. Uh, Margaret Taxer. Okay. Gillian Anderson will, will, will play her in season four. Oh yeah, Margaret Thatcher. Okay. Okay. okay so next, that's cool. Yeah. So next, else we got the news that uh, TBS is developing a a TV show with the creators of Cobra Kai, uh, John Horowitz, Hayden Schlossberg, and Just Hild. Uh, for what instead, the show is going to be called Obliterated, which means it's going to focus on an elite force, a special forces team who's actually tracking a terrorist, who's who's filled like you know. Bent on destroying LA, Las Vegas. Ah, okay. And what happens is huh. that they later find out, like after a party, that the bomb they activated was a decoy, and and they they have to find like the bomb, the the actual bomb, save the world. 
And it's also, to say it's gonna be a, like a dramedy with Slapinta, you see them like departure the and they have to put, overcome their issue and their and fight through their impairment like it says here. Right, right. Okay, well that's interesting. It's an interesting direction to see them go after Cobra Kai. Because I, I did watch Cobra Kai through YouTube Red and uh, I thought it was mistaken. pretty cool. These uh, are the guys, I think they also did uh, the last American Pie film, if I'm not mistaken. American Reunion. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, American Reunion. I really liked uh, American Reunion. It, it is them. Yeah, I liked American Reunion a lot. I thought that was great. That they brought all the original cast back and stuff as a fan of American Pie. They did it also I the really Kumar uh, film also. Did they? Which one? All of them? Yes, all of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those. That's great. Uh, then I'm super into this. I'm interested to see what they do with this. I, this is on my list now. Mm. Okay, so next, uh, I think there was like the last news item. Uh, um, this actually involves like David Hayter, the voice of Snake. He's developing a TV show for CBS called Repeat, which is actually a time travel from based on a show from Japan about like you know with the show it's about strangers they, they travel back in time then change undo their mistake however the news the, uh, the new choice listen to like you know the consequences ah okay yes because yeah you all time travel always has those you know things uh, you don't want to change because you may mess something else up yeah I mean like I mentioned it's actually based on Japanese David Hayter from us like you know they kind of funny guys we mostly might know him as you know, the voice of Salt Snake but he's also an writer. Right. He wrote the first two X Men films, and he also wrote Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew that. Like, and, I like, and he I, was also he voices King Shark in The Flash, if not mistaken. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Well, it's great to see him. Like, it's also Masi Oka, like the, the the actor from Heroes, the, the Japanese actor Hiro Nakamura. He's also producing the show. Ah, okay. I love Japanese TV stuff. Most recently, actually, I've gotten really hard into Common Rider. Have you ever watched Common Rider? I heard it's like an adult Power Rangers kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like Power Rangers originally a Japanese show that was translated into like I forgot what's his name. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's and I want to say maybe Power Rangers was based on some stuff from Common Rider, but no, I forgot his name. It has a title, but. What happens is that they take scenes from that show, the Japanese show, and then they edit to make it look like the American. Yeah, to make it look American. They added the American actors and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that that's what they did. Uh, but Kamen Rider is, is subtitled, of course, because I, I don't know how to speak Japanese. But mm. uh, That's how I mostly watch but I really like foreign shows. I use subtitles instead of uh, the English language. Yeah, I don't like the dubs as much. I'd rather watch it with subtitles because it, the dubs, you lose a lot of stuff, you know? That's why I like the Yakuza yeah, games so like, you know, because you know, if you put the because the way the, the way to speak the Jap- the Japanese language, it's better than listening to a dub. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and and I I like Common Rider a lot though, and it's something I've recently gotten into. Uh, if you're into stuff like that, check it out. Uh-huh. But but I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be for CBS. Okay. Alright. Okay, so that was it for news. Now we move on to the casting news. So the big casting news that came out is that Death of Nile, um, 
We heard some news about there were some actors that were joining the project like Gal Gadot and Army Hammer. And now we got confirmation from uh, Disney Fox about who are the cast going to be. So we wow, now, nice. Yeah, so now we got the confirmation that uh, Kenneth Branagh and Tom Bateman are coming back from Murder of the Orient Express as Hercule Perrot and Buck. And we find out that joining them is going to be like officially as you got Gal Gadot, Letitia Wright, Army Hammer, Annette Bening, Ali Fazal. Sophie Oconido, Emma Mackey, Don French, Rose Leslie, Jennifer Sanders, and Russell Brand. Who Russell Brand? Yes. That's interesting. Now, for what I'm hearing is that Gal Gadot should be playing like I think the murder freaking. She's a rich heiress, and Army Hammer is actually in a, he, he might be playing her husband. Ah, uh, okay. This is a stacked cast. There's a lot of good actors and actresses. That's what I like about movie with movie they do like a who done it, they get a great cast. Yeah, definitely. I liked Murder on the Orient Express a lot. Did oh, you yeah. see it? No, I did not see it because I heard like people either liked it or hated it. I liked it and I liked the original. So I mean I maybe I was just biased. I liked the story, but they uh, that they didn't change a lot in the new one, right? It's the same as the original? Yeah, they didn't change a lot. It's really close oh. to the original. And maybe they do the same thing because I've read, I think, what happens in the story, but it looks like they might do the same thing because they bring in the same uh, Kenneth Fraga who plays her is coming back to direct it, and Michael Green is also writing the script back. So, yeah. So it's like it's going to feel familiar maybe with the book and the other adaptations, which might be dissimilar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's, if, if it's more of the same kind of vibe, I'm, I'm in. Yes. Okay, so next we got The Trial of Chicago Seven, which is actually. Um, um, a movie Alan Sorkin is writing and directing he's been developing this project for years he just announced that uh, Aquaman actor uh, Yahya Abdul-Martin II he's been cast in the movie as Bobby Seale who is actually one of the co-founders of the Black Panther Party and he was originally with, of the he was originally eight men he was one of them but but he, he got dropped out from from the uh, trial ah okay okay so basically if there's nobody yeah we talked about this movie last week didn't we Chicago 7. Didn't we bring this movie up? I spoke with uh, someone, I remember who, but I don't know if it was, I think I spoke with Kevin Hollick, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, maybe maybe I just read about it then, but I definitely heard about this, and I'm I looking forward to it. I spoke in one of it. my episodes, I think, my, I think it was with Kevin Hollick and none of else, because there were two casting in the news. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. And so basically, the movie's ex is about the infamous 1961 trial of seven men. They were charged by the government with conspiracy and it's and riot um, after, from the result of the counterculture to protest in Chicago in the 1968 Democratic National Convention. So for what? Uh, okay. So like I said, Aaron Sorkin, he's writing and directing the film. Like he's been trying to make this project for for years, and now he he was able to get the financing. I mean, Paramount, they they, are, they have joined them. They're producing the film. And do you have a, okay. you know, and test an ensemble cast like you mentioned? Like, listen to this cast: uh, Eddie Redmayne. Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Jeremy Strong. He's actually uh, he plays I think the middle son in Succession, Frank Langella, yeah. Mark Lyons, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Now, wow. Levitt, I think Redmayne and Cohen and Strong, I think might be playing the one of the seven, the, the playing the seventh. Link Frank Langella, I think he's the judge, and Mark Lyons, I think is the what's it uh, the guy the defend attorney who's I think defending them the seven. Okay. This sounds really cool. Like I'm super in with a cast like that, and the story sounds cool. I think this and is Aaron really Sorkin, the guy who gave us a few good men. Yeah, 
And I hope this is a movie because it's actually a very anticipated film. I, I like Eric Sorkin's movies. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I um, this is this was no different. I'll be there to see this one for sure. All right. And then next we got the the the, the, the Tom Clancy movie Without Remorse, which is actually focused on the Jack Ryan character John Clark. Ah, uh, okay. And if those people who don't know John Clark, John Clark actually is the guy who actually whom you see him sometimes works with um, Jack Ryan. Steve. He mostly does like the. Uh, that dude, like, if you, someone we could send maybe to investigate and like to uh, to to kill someone, this 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 in John Clark, this is what I think. Right. And this one's gonna be his origin story of John Clark. And John Clark, of course, he's the guy who founds uh, Rainbow Six, the team. Yeah. And yeah. The, so th- they're developing a new movie. Uh, Michael B. Jones is gonna be playing John Clark, and this is actually the first time they're they're doing a franchise. Two movies in development. The first one is uh, without remorse, which is actually an origin story of John Clark, how he formed the team, and then the second is going to be uh, Rainbow Six. That I think depends on how this movie is going to turn out. Right. Yeah. It depends on how this goes. Mm-hmm. So they announced. I think they, they announced like who are who's going to be playing in uh, like Michael B. Jordan's team. For example, we got the actor uh, Luke Mitchell from Agent of Shield. He played an, an Inhuman in, in the TV yeah. show. He's been cast as a, a guy named Rowdy. And then we also got Jacob Sepio. He's like a newcoming actor who's going to be in Bad Boys for Life. He, also, he got cast as... Uh, <laughs> so excited for Bad Boys for Life, yes. man. That movie, that's going to be awesome. Also, speaking of Bad Boys for Life, that new poster is bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> and, and not bad in a good way. <laughs> uh, and Makuga, when he first saw it, I was like, this is a poster. I was like, uh, Makuga, this, actually, this is an actual poster. Like, you know how much he loved Bad Boys. He didn't want to accept it. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> okay. And then we also got another member of Cam Gigandet. He was actually in the first Twilight movie. He was, I think. Yeah, Cam, Cam Gigandet is, is a cool actor. He's been in a lot of cool stuff. And he's, yeah. he's kind of one of these guys who flies under the radar. He was in a movie that I really, really liked. Uh, Pandorum. Have you ever seen Pandorum? It was a sci-fi horror movie. Is this one with Dennis Quaid? Yeah. Yes, I heard about it, but I didn't see it. It's so good, man. You got to check. If you like sci-fi stuff, check that out. It's it's kind of like Alien. It's, it reminds me a lot of Alien, the vibe of it. It's from the producer. But, of, uh, the first, uh, the, the, it's produced by the guy who made the recent Evil movie and Alien vs. Predator. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it was really good. I liked, uh, I liked Pandorum a lot. One of my favorite under the radar kind of movies, and Cam Gigandet's in that. He's in Never Back Down. Uh, he's a, he's a side actor, but he's he's good. I think he's really good. So, touched. Okay, and then we got Deadpool two actor Jack Casey, he, and we also got Todd Lessons. He was in, it was the villain in the first two episodes of uh, the Flash season three. Ah, okay, okay. These are, these are the actors who are going to be playing John uh, John Clark's team. Uh, whom believers are going to be like maybe Rainbow Six in the future. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. I'm a big fan of Rainbow Six games, so uh, I think they can tell the story in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Right, so next we got the news. I don't know if you heard about this movie, Cherry. It's actually directed by oh. the Russo brothers and stars Tom Holland. It's about like an army medic who comes back from uh, Iraq and he who has blood extreme and PTSD and he goes into like opiate addiction and starts robbing bank and he was caught and is convicted in 2011 and he's scheduled to be released in 2020 and when he was in prison he wrote a book this book I think he kind of became like a false access like or going after it then the Russo brothers are now directing it for Netflix ah okay 
Oh, I'm excited to see them do this. Yes, and they just announced like cast members, huh? Because I heard about this for a very long time. And then they announced like they got the new actors. Their name is Kyra Bravo. She's been playing Emily. I think she's playing like the female lead in the film. And then we also got Bill Skarsgård who, who played uh, Pennywise in anyway. it. And he's going to yeah. be in the film. Uh, Jack Ryan, the actor from Midsommar, he's going to be in the film. Jack Ryan was also in, uh, he played, I think, the older brother in Sing Street, if you saw the film. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, and then we also got Forrest Goodluck. Uh, he played um, Leonardo DiCaprio's son in The Revenant. I love The Revenant. That movie yeah. was so good. Yes. And then we also got uh, Jeff Wahlberg. That's, I think, Mark Wahlberg's nephew. And he was, I think... That's in... the other thing. Is he related to Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, he's actually, he played Diego in Dora and the Last, Ex- and the Last City of Gold. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's half, That's I think, Hispanic. Movie. movie, right? And the second one, uh, Michael Gond- Gandolfini. That's actually uh, James Gandolfini's son. I was going to ask you about that as well. Yeah, from from Sopranos. Yes, uh, that's his son. Uh, he's he's actually he's in the Sopranos people playing Tony Soprano. Like basically, the son is playing the fa- his father's role in in the Sopranos prequel oh, okay. movie, The Many Saints of New York. Yeah, and then we also got an, okay. a singer, Kyle Harvey. He's, He's also in the film. Huh. Okay. I'm interested in that. I, I had not heard anything about it, but that sounds cool. It sounds also really sounds cool. like it's gonna be a very, it's gonna be a challenging role also for Tom Holland. He's gonna be playing this character. Yeah, I'm interested to see him play that. All right. So next we got the and the the Showtime Lakers TV show from from HBO and Adam McKay. Uh, it's actually it's actually about the it's a the drama series about like the eighties like how like the Lakers like the Chipman but where it had people like Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. So they announced like two casting members. Uh, then Gabby Hoffman from Transparent should be playing Claire Rothman. She's, she was the general manager of the firm, the first and only female manager of any major major market sports arena. And then we got. Hedy Robinson, she's playing uh, Jerry Buss's daughter, Jane Buss, who actually will later become, I think, the current, I think, owner of the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Okay, so basically this this, this a TV show is actually is a, it's being shot as a pilot. It comes from Adam McKay. He's he's directing the pilot and stars John C. Reilly as Jerry Buss and Jason Clark as Jerry West. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested in this. Then uh, I'm a big fan of Adam McKay's work, and uh, especially if uh, especially if John C. Riley is attached. Originally, cool. uh, do you know who was originally supposed to play Jerry Bass? Who? Michael Shannon. Oh, really? Yeah, but he left the show because apparently they're saying that there's a huge creative difference. But I don't know what if he was busy or this was there was a creative difference. Huh. Well, I'm interested in this. This is cool. Uh-huh. Also, one thing I was like, did you change your mind? Because I think you're a little bit different. Uh, is it? No, no, it's okay. Maybe it's because of the connection a little bit. It was, I, it was the connection, I think, for a second. Okay. Then we also got the, the CBS TV show, The Stand. They casted uh, Nat Wolf from Paper Town and the... Uh, he's really playing uh, Lloyd Henry, who's actually a criminal who who becomes royal to Randall Flagg, uh, who's played by Alexander Skarsgård. 
Ah, this is cool. I like Nat Wolf. Uh, I like, honestly, Hot Take Incoming. I like Death Note, the adaptation of Death Note a lot. Mm. And a lot of people didn't. But I thought he was good in that. And it, and I like him as an actor. I think that should be interesting. For me, I don't blame him for Death Note. I, it's mostly that the filmmakers, they had the vision. I mean, he had he did what he had to, what he got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the filmmakers had a vision for a movie. Unfortunately, it did not work for most people. There's also Alexander Skarsgård as in Randall Flag, which is the casting that I was looking for. Like, who's gonna be playing Randall Flag in in the stand? Yeah, they got another Skarsgård because his brother is Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. All right, so it's next good, good we got choice. we got also the rookie on uh, season two. This is actually the Nathan Fillion uh, cop show. They casted uh, Makia Cox as Detective Nyla Harbor, who was actually an undercover okay. cop who's now. She's back in the uniform as a police officer. Ah, okay. Did you saw this, The Rookie? No, I've never heard of this. Because I heard people say he's a good, enjoyable, Nathan Fillion. Like, he's an old man who's, who's the oldest, I think, rookie who became for the police. And you see his life as a police officer. Huh. Okay. Okay. Next, Let me check that out. Okay, so next we got... This actually is strange casting. Uh... Batwoman, Rachel Maddow, she's she's actually we playing a reporter, like we won't be hearing her voice, huh? Vesper Fairchild and in, in Batwoman. Oh really? Yes, she's, she's, there's currently now no plans for her to appear on it's mostly gonna be like in her voice. Oh, okay. She's a reporter. That's interesting that they announced that of all things to announce. <laughs> and they also announced uh Sebastian Roche, he's he's the actor from the Vampire Diaries. He'll be playing a doctor, Dr. Campbell. He's, Who's actually a well-respected plastic surgeon and philanthropist? Ah, okay. Okay. As for like Richard Maddow, because in this actually so because about the uh, the first like you know lesbian like um, superhero on TV. Yeah. So yeah, they're I think that's to bring cool. diversity to the cast. So it's like, let's bring uh, Richard Maddow. Yeah, I think, I think that was a good choice. Does it? Does that pronounce that's... her name correct, Richard? Uh... Rachel Maddow. Yeah, Mr. So. Maddow. Okay. Apologies, I think I mispronounced her last name, Richard Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Okay, so next we I believe also... so. I believe that's how you'd say it. Yeah. Alright, next we got the Katy Kina TV show. It's actually, it's actually a spin-off from Riverdale. The cast... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the casted um, theater actors, um, Bernadette Peters, as, as a circuit model mentor to one of the main characters, uh, Pepper Smith. Okay, yeah. So from what I understand, I don't know if you remember, uh, the, the actress who plays Juicy, Juicy, uh, what's her, of course I'm pronouncing her last name, her name, uh, Juicy and the Pussycat, she's going to be in this show right now, she's moved from... Oh, yeah, yeah. There, she's going, and the Katikin, she's being played by Lucy Hill from <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. <coughs> oh, excuse me, uh, okay, that's interesting. Um, it's going to be like a... My wife's a Riverdale, Riverdale fan, so... I think this is going to be about them trying to become like theaters, like uh, they're trying to become like actors, like forming their dream in music and acting, the acting cast. Huh. I don't know how to talk. Okay. I think it's going to be a different thing than uh, Revel there. And next we also got uh, Jenny, of the TV show Genius, they announced that season three is going to be about Aretha Franklin and they casted uh, Cynthia Review from Bad Times at the Royal as the lead. Ah, okay. I liked Bad Times at the Royal. Good movie. Uh, if you don't know, she's actually the singer. 
Yeah, okay. She was good in that it. That makes sense then. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was good in it. And then we also got uh, the last casting. Uh, it's not last. Like, we also got the news from uh, The Girlfriend Experience Season 3. They casted uh, the, the, the affair actress Julia Golden Tills as the lead. Okay. Uh, if you didn't know her, she played the oldest daughter and Dominic was the oldest daughter in the show. Yeah, I don't think I know her. She, she's actually, I think she's a, she's a new coming actress. Okay. Her daughter is like her best known role. And this yeah. actually, the version of what the girlfriend experience is actually like, uh, the girlfriend experience that the story is like, it seems focuses on a, on a woman who go through like, you go to a thing called the girlfriend experience, it's like a, how could I say? Uh, what is the, uh, the, the a female, what's the name, counts? Uh, like, so is it, is it like the Girlfriend Experience movie with Sasha yes, Gray yes, and stuff? Yes, this like, but this is the TV show version. You got okay, the then yes, I know what right? you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a, like a, um, yeah, like a uh, escort yeah, service. Yeah, female escort, like, I was right. about to say the word, I forgot the female escort. Yeah. Yeah, this is what it is, like, season one, it was actually, uh, Elvis' granddaughter, uh, Riley Kiyo, she was actually the lead. From, uh, from, like... Like from the band? What? R- Riley, Riley, Riley Kilo? Yes, yes. She was in, you know. Yeah. What's was this? Um, Mad Max Fury Road and that uh, Sonnenberg movie where with had Channing Tatum and, and what's his name? Adam Driver, Lucky Logan. Oh yeah, yeah, Lucky Logan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's actually the show starts. Is actually I didn't know they were doing a season three because. They're bringing a new writer and director for this season because the, the two original writer and director from season one and two are no longer involved with the show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to check this out. I've only ever seen the movie. Yeah. Okay, so next we get the last casting news that Amazon TV show called Dem Covenant, which is an anthology series. And uh, they, they announced like a uh, new casting members. For example, we got Shahadi Wright Joseph. She played like the daughter and us. Then we got Allison Phil from Newsroom, uh, Ryan Quantum from Drew Blood, Melody Heard from Fatherhood. She's actually a new actress. And Javier Potet from It, Percy Haynes White, and we got Derek Phillips. Huh. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, I've never seen, I've never heard of her. I've never seen uh, anything about this show. It's a new show. They just, they're working on it. It's a horror show. It's like and now Shahadi Wright Joseph and uh, Melody Heard. They're playing uh, they're playing uh, sisters, and apparently, from what I'm seeing, uh, Allison Phil. She's actually uh, she's Allison Phil and Ryan Quentin. They're playing like because the story is basically set in 1953. And first, it's like you know, an African American family. They move in a neighborhood that has an all white you know people. Oh, okay. And what happens is that they tell that like strange things starts to happen. Oh, yeah. This sounds up my alley. I'm gonna have to check this out. It sounds like something you hear Jordan oh. Peele would do, but this actually is coming from exactly from Leanna White. Uh, she did at the Chai uh, and uh, the on Showtime, and she was also in Ready Player One, and she won an Emmy for writing an episode for Master of None. Oh yes, I remember that. I remember when she wrote the or won the Emmy for that Master of None. Yeah. It actually sounds like a, a good show. Like after hearing yeah. about it, 
Sounds like something. I'm excited. If you're this. a fan of like the, the stuff that Jordi Peele does, sounds like good. Yeah. yeah, this sounds like something I'm gonna like. I'm putting it on my list for sure. All right, so this I think it's it for casting news. But now move on to release dates. Uh, we got most of them had been like uh, movies that they announced for TV shows and Netflix films. For example, we got the first one. We got a uh, Six Underground. It's getting released on Netflix December 13th. Then we got the M. Night Shyamalan TV show, uh, Servant for Apple Plus. It's coming out on November 28th. I think this is going to be a weekly show. Then we also got the Harley Quinn anime TV show. It's coming out on November 29th. Star Trek Picard uh, is, is pre- premiering January 23rd, 2020. And lastly, uh, Lost in Space. Uh, Netflix is, getting, is going to premiere it on December 24th. Huh, okay. This that's Netflix is making moves, man. Like Gary Wood said, if you're not making moves, you're sitting still, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Netflix is doing it. Uh-huh. Well, okay. So now this thing for this. Now move on to trailers. The first one, uh, Birds of Prey. Yeah, I didn't see this trailer, uh, but I'm excited for this movie and have been. Uh, but how how the trailer turn out? Is it, is it, is it good? Um, I mean, if you saw, I mean. I think if you saw, I think Suicide Squad, you know exactly what you're getting because I did not like Suicide Squad. Yeah, and I feel this one. I, yeah, I thought Suicide Squad was okay, so I mean, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll like it. I don't know because this one, because I don't know how I feel about this movie, and also the trailer feels more like a a Harley Quinn like you know team movie than a Birds of Prey show because you don't focus out on the other members. It's heavy focus oh, really? on you know, Harley Quinn. Yes. Well, now that I don't like. If it's Birds of Prey, it should be about all of them. You know. Yeah, because. I think I feel like they should have done maybe like you know how like Deadpool did with the X Force like in Deadpool. So I think they should have done something like this. Yeah. Do I think I feel they should yeah, have exactly. done like a standalone Harley Quinn movie? Then maybe do next one Birds of Prey where you set up the characters. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So next we got the Kingsman trailer number two. Uh, what is this movie now? I'm not the familiar Kingsman. with this one. That's a prequel. Oh, okay. It's just a prequel. Yeah. Ray finds it. he's like he's playing now like the Colin Farrell role. But is it Colin Farrell or Colin Farrell? Uh, Colin Farrell. Firth, I don't know. Let me check. Colin Firth in The Kingsman. It's Colin Firth, yeah. That's, that's like Ray Fiennes, like he's playing the mentor and they got a new actor. He's playing like the exit type of character and... And Jaime Hansus looks like he's playing maybe the Merlin character, uh, the, <coughs> the actor's name, who was actually in, what was his name, I forgot, the Mark Strong character in, in Kingsman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because they got a great cast, and you see it's like set in World War One. Yeah, okay, I'm excited for this then. I didn't know that was a prequel, that's cool. Yeah, because for watching it, it looks like it has the tone of the first movie, not the second one. Yeah. Next, we got the trailer for Six Underground, the the one the Michael Bay movie from which that stars Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Watching the trailer, it's like if yeah, that's a Michael I, Bay movie, the star. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looks like a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, no doubt. But I like Ryan Reynolds, and I, and I honestly like you know what you're getting into with a Michael Bay movie. It's yeah. just action, right? And I, and and I, I'm I'm fine with that. And also, this is what is written by the guys who wrote the Deadpool movies. Yeah, exactly. They have a so good relationship good. with uh, whatever Ryan Reynolds. 
Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be well done. And the next one, I think, is my favorite trailer I saw of the week: The Gentleman, the Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, anything Guy Ritchie does, man, I'm looking forward I to like it. it. I like it. Going him. back to his roots, you know, Snatch and Lock Stocks, two smoking barrels. Yeah, I like this. Exactly, trailer. and that's what excites me about it. Yeah, it. Ex- I ran. love that vibe. Of Did you saw the type of character he's playing is different than any character he played before. Absolutely, absolutely different. And and I, and I'm Matthew McConaughey, Henry Gold, Golding, Charlie Hunnam, Hugh Grant, and Downton Abbey actors Michelle Dougherty. It's bummed because it was originally supposed yeah. to be Kate Beckinsale, but she left the show, the movie. I mean. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Okay. So next we got the Richard Jewell uh, trailer. This is actually for the new Clint Eastwood movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anything Clint Eastwood directs usually really good. Is this one? Do you know what's the sort of Richard Jewell, right? Uh, yeah, and and I think it'll be interesting to see how he adapts it. We originally supposed to be Jonah Hill as the as Richard Jewell and Leonardo DiCaprio. As, oh, was it? Yes, but then the, it was originally at at Fox, but then you know they left the project. Then Clint went to them. It's like our director, but then after the Disney acquisition, they gave it to Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood went to Warner Brothers to make the film. Okay, I didn't know all that happened, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's. And by the way, the actor who plays Richard Jewell is the actor from Itania. Oh, okay. Yes. And then next we got uh, the HBO TV show has has dark materials. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this one. This actually was made a uh, previous into a movie, The Golden Compass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they showed a lot of the, the trailer before on when, but people seems to be enjoying that. Because yeah, I mean that could be interesting. It has a great cast: Daphne Keen, the actress from Logan, who plays X twenty three. Yeah, she's the she's the female. They also got Lin Manuel Miranda, James McAvoy, and the affair actors Ruth Wilson. Wilson. Oh yeah, okay, and it's HBO. Yeah, and so that right that alone makes uh-huh. me interested. Interested in it, you know. Yeah. And then we got uh, the Sam Mendes World War One movie, nineteen seventeen. Yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's beautifully also Just, shot. I mean, Roger Deakins shooting, and I think I don't know if the, if it's Deacon, shot. Deakin, I one, think he's one of the one he's one of the best. Shot, or is it like they shot it like it looks like it's shot like one continuous shot? It, yeah, I think it just looks like it's shot in one continuous okay. shot, the way it's shot, but. Like Roger Deakin, he works with uh, Coen Brothers. Like every he's, movie they do, and he won an Oscar and, uh, for Blade Runner. Yeah, the second he's one. he's one of the best uh, cinematographers I think working in the business right now. Man, he's Have doing really cool the stuff. Have you seen Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford? Yes, yes. Did he shoot that one? He shot that one. We yeah, that was a beautiful it. movie, beautifully shot. But yes, really good movie, really good movie. Okay, next we got Outlander season five teaser. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you watch Outlander? I I haven't, but uh, I've heard oh. some stuff about it. Yeah, you should see it. It's, it's a good TV show. It's from the creator of Battlestar Galactica and Ronald D. Moore. Oh okay, okay. It's based on a series of novel that he adapted. But I don't think he's continuing at the showrunner. I think the showrunners are, I think, Michael B. Roberts and Tony Graffio. Okay, yeah. Uh, like I, I had. Uh, I hadn't seen it, but I would I would like to check it out. I think it probably would be my kind of thing. Of course, next of course, Star Trek Picard and the New York uh, 
Comic Con trailer. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Really How excited. How good is it was seeing Jonathan Frakes in the trailer? Oh man, I was so hyped. I, I'm so, like, in general, this gets me super excited. This series. I wonder if you see him like doing like sitting on the chair like the movie he does like putting, you know. Yeah, maybe so. I hope so. Do you think? I don't know if they're gonna put it or not. Next, we got. I hope the, so. The Star Trek Discovery season three trailer. This excites me too. I like Star Trek stuff, oh. so this gets me excited too, man. I'm I'm looking forward to all this new Star Trek stuff. Still haven't finished binging season two. Yeah, I I am. You have CBS All Access because for me, Star Trek Discovery is on Netflix and Picard is now is on Amazon. Yeah, I have CBS All Access, but uh, over here. How many uh, subscription services do you have? Too many. Uh-huh. Uh We have we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have. Um, Are you going to cancel Amazon? The package with the Disney Plus. Yes, yes, I am definitely doing that because because I want to get that stuff in so it save us the money. And also the HBO, you're going to cancel to get the HBO Max? Yes, because we have HBO right now. Oh, excuse me. And um, we, uh, we're big fans of HBO stuff, so I'm definitely going to get the HBO Max to be able to watch all that stuff. Um, the Hulu, I'm going to re- reacquire that through the Disney package as well. Right now, I have Hulu, honestly, through a better deal. I have it paired with my Spotify yes, for I music. Heard something like this. Yeah, and it's only it's, – it's, so it's five for each per month, and, and so it's $10 a month for both, uh, which is cheap. Is this with uh, the but ads I do or get without the ads? Uh, that's Hulu with ads. Yes, oh. that is the with ads version. Okay. So without would be more. All right. It's the next we got the Expanse Season 4 teaser. Yeah, see, I've never watched The Expanse, but I've heard a lot of good things it's, about it. You like it? It's, I think you like it more. I think it's basically people describe it as games of thrown in space. Okay, okay. Because it's also yeah, that sounds like about the political like war between like the space, Mars, and Earth. Oh, okay. So is it kind of a grounded, more realistic? Uh, I mean, you see, like. How can I say? Because there's also like a some I don't know how because I've not slept now. I don't know what to call. Forgot about what. There's something in it like just like an alien creature. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, okay. it's it feels like also grounded, but. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to check that out because I, I, uh, uh, Game of Thrones in space is where you sold me. That sounds like okay. something I would like more than Game of Thrones even. All right. Then lastly, we got Lost in Space season two. I've never seen any of this this show. Have you? Is it good? No, I heard about, it, but I have not seen it because I heard people say the show was okay. Okay. Well, and this is through what Amazon? No, Netflix. This is Netflix. Lost in space. Netflix. This is Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen this. Maybe I'll have to watch it and see. Because lots of sci-fi stuff. But I mean, get... in New York Comic Con, they were premiering lots of trailers. Yeah, there is a lot of sci-fi stuff. And Which I also, like sci-fi. I'm a big also, fan. They were also last year's uh, edition because they're they're doing like the panels right now. Everything. Right. Yeah, they're showing off a lot of stuff. But there is a lot of sci-fi. I feel like we're getting a ton of sci-fi stuff, and I don't want it to get to the point where it's too much and people stop being interested. You know. 
I mean, was it uh, Jeff Bezos is a big fan of sci-fi? That's why he he he, he got acquired the rights to the Expanse after it got canceled by sci-fi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you even see it in the interview? Like the the original did a good approach to do the Expanse, but then he regretted it, not taking it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch uh, the Expanse and Lost in Space because mm-hmm. I've never seen either one of these. But they sound like something I may would be interested. Watch one. Watch the Expanse. Watch the Expanse of the yeah. two. Okay, I'll do it first. All right. So I think this is it now for today's episode. Uh, thanks, Evan, for joining me. Uh, where can people find you? Ah, uh, yeah. Thanks, yes, for having me on again. I, I enjoyed it as always, yeah. man. Uh, you guys can find me. On Twitter at that Evan Jordan, I stream on Twitch uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at Twitch.tv/slash that Evan Jordan. And I've got a podcast that is out on most major services. I'm not on Apple Podcasts yet, but it's Talk Nerdy uh, with me, and uh, I have a different guest on every week. I heard, I started listening to the Gifted Dim episode. It was, it was a great episode. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I didn't get an episode put out this week. I had some recording issues. I lost part of my file. So we got two episodes coming this next week to make up for it. Oh, that's okay. No, and also, I'm Mr. Yasmin 300 on Twitter and Instagram and Mr. Yasmin 300 Studios on YouTube. And also, one thing I mentioned about my YouTube channel, uh, I have not uploaded any uh, the video version of the podcast episode, mostly because I'm focusing on you're listening on the um, on anchor and and all, but I am actually working with some stuff maybe for video stuff in the future. Awesome! Looking forward to what you do. And also, with the video I also have a Twitch with Spillamat since I stream, but you can also find me on Twitch at Mister Yasmati on it. Right on, man. Well, thanks again for having thanks me on. I enjoyed it. Thanks for everyone for listening to this episode. I hope we see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.